Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I am reading some excerpts from uh, a book by Watchman Nee called The Messenger of the Cross. May have done it before, probably will do it again. But I'm revisiting it because one of the assignment goals of Nancy McCrady Ministries is to reproduce as many messengers of the cross. And to do that, of course, I can only do that which depends on me. And then others have to decide that they want to join in and do the same and to be a messenger. So I'm just simply reading some excerpts with comments here and there. And uh, so I encourage you to take hold of this because as we read Galatians, as in all of the episodes here on Tent Talk, We want to be those who go with him ourselves, that we enter in for ourselves, as Jesus said in Luke 11.52 in the Amplified Classic, and then we want to be a big open door for others to get to him. So here we go, my friends. Thanks for being on the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries, Tent Talk. Hey, everybody. I'm glad we're back together. I'm sitting in the lobby of our hotel in sunny downtown Omaha. It's just 19 degrees, but it is beautiful. And we're flying home today. And so I want to continue the reading of Messenger of the Cross, Chapter 1. And I'm picking up with two sections today to read the channels of life and the success of the Apostle. And I'll hold off on any comments Uh, possibly until the next episode. So here we go. Channels of Life We have already mentioned how our work is to impart life to people, but in ourselves we have no life to give that people may live and be nourished, for we are not the source, we are merely channels of life. The life of God flows through us and from us. Since we are channels, we must not be blocked by anything, lest, like water that is clogged in its channel, The life of God cannot pass through us. The work of the cross is to open us up, to rid us of all that belongs to Adam and the natural order so that others may receive the life of the Holy Spirit. By being filled with the Holy Spirit, our spirit is able to bear the cross of Christ continuously. As a result, our life becomes the life of the cross. On this we shall explain more later. And once filled with the Holy Spirit and possessing the life of the cross, we will then be used by God's Spirit to have issued from us that life of the cross to the people around us. For if we really are full of the Spirit, due to the deeper work of the cross in us, we will spontaneously diffuse life in our conversation and our talk, whether private or public, so as to enrich those with whom we have contact. This does not require any self-effort or self-fabrication, but should be something most natural. And this thus fulfills what the Lord Jesus declares in John 7.38, He that believeth on me from within him shall flow rivers of living water. This verse just quoted includes a number of thoughts. From within him, or out of his belly, requires that the belly be first emptied through the perfect work of the cross. It also implies that his belly must be filled 
with the living water of the Holy Spirit. The life in him is not only for his own need. It is so abundant and full that it flows out as rivers of living water to supply other people. We need to pay special attention to the word flow. Such a term does not suggest the use of platform tactics, a certain tone of voice, some profound psychology, some eloquence, argument, or learning. Although all these may at times be helpful, they themselves are neither the living water nor the mechanism by which the living water issues forth. To flow suggests something most natural. It requires no human effort but simply follows the grade. There is no need to depend on eloquence or argument. By our faithfully proclaiming the word of Jesus' cross, people will receive the life which they lack. The life and power of the Holy Spirit appears to flow naturally through our spirit. Otherwise, no matter how passionately we preach, our audience will listen passively. And even if sometimes they may seem to pay full attention and may seem to understand and be moved, nevertheless, what we say can only draw a praise from their mouths without giving them the life and power to do what they hear. May we be the channels of God's life today. To be channels, we must have experience, or else the Holy Spirit will not work with us. For the work we do after receiving the power of the Holy Spirit carries with it the nature of testimony. See Luke 24, 48, and 49. As a matter of fact, all our works bear witness to the Lord. He who testifies cannot testify to what he has not seen. Even the word of the hearer is not sufficient evidence. No one can testify without personal experience. To put it even more candidly, the one who has no experience of what he proclaims is a fake witness. And because of this, the Holy Spirit refuses to work with such individuals. Still another thing we ought to know is that when the Holy Spirit works, and even for that matter, when the evil spirit works, it is required that man be the outlet of the power. In case we have not experienced what we proclaim, the Holy Spirit cannot use us to be his channel to transmit his life to the heart of other people. Hence, may the cross which we proclaim crucify us on it. May we bear the cross we preach. May we first receive the life which we intend to impart to others. May the cross which we proclaim be that which we experience daily in our lives. For if our message is to produce eternal effect, it must first become the food of our soul. Through the trials of daily living, it is burned into our very being so that we bear the mark of the cross in every action. Those who bear, branded in their body, the marks of the Lord Jesus, can alone proclaim him. Galatians 6.17 Oh, let me remind you that sudden thought or knowledge obtained from books and study may please the audience temporarily, but it will leave no permanent impression. If our work is simply for human appreciation, then we have already done our duty by presenting mental and emotional source materials. Fortunately, though, our work is not for such purpose. The Success of the Apostle The message of the cross has deeply influenced Paul. His life is clearly a manifestation of the life of the cross. He not only preaches the cross, he lives it. 
The cross, he proclaims, is that with which he has lived daily, so that when he speaks for the cross, he is able to add to his preaching his own experience and testimony. He knows the substitutionary death of Christ on the one hand, and on the other hand, he takes the cross of the Lord Jesus as his own own cross experientially. He can declare at one moment, according to Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and at the same time can declare... Far be it from me to glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus, through which the world hath been crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Galatians 6.14 His gentleness, patience, weakness, tears, sufferings, and chains, all of these express the life of the cross. Because he lives the cross, he is fit to preach it. People often say, so-and-so can talk, but cannot walk. Who knows but what an actuality he who does not walk cannot talk. Since Paul lives out the gospel in his life, he is able to beget many spiritual children by the gospel. Having the life of the cross, he can reproduce the cross in the hearts of others. Well, there you have it, my friends, those two sections in our ongoing reading of chapter 1 in The Messenger of the Cross. And I look forward to our next episode with a few comments and maybe the next section. We will talk soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.